0: Everyone, Brian here, and I wanted to take a moment before we jump into today's episode to give you a heads up about something you're going to hear about in the episode. Nothing explicit, no parental advisory or anything like that. It's actually a giveaway. You see, my guest today, Neil Mackay, runs 7 Million Bikes. It's a podcast production company that operates out of Saigon in Vietnam. It's an amazing story. I can't wait to share that with you. But he just recently finished a podcasting course for new podcasters and he's giving the course away free to one listener of Good Podcasting. So stay tuned to the end of the episode and I'll give you a rundown of everything you need to know to register to win this free podcasting course. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode of Good Podcasting with Neil McKay from 7 Million (laughs) Bikes. there and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch and grow your podcast. My name is Brian and today I have a guest literally from the other side of the world. I'm really excited to, to introduce you to Neil Mackay, the Podcast Guy. Let me tell you a little bit about him before I bring him on. Uh, he's a podcast host, he's a producer, and he's founder of 7 Million Bikes, which I'm excited to learn more about today. And now he's starting a business to help other people start their podcasting journey. Very similar, we talked beforehand, to what we're doing here on Good Podcasting. Let me introduce you to Neil Mackay, the Podcast Guy. Neil, welcome to Good Podcasting. How are are you? I'm very, very
1: good. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome introduction.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's been fun. Like, again, we talked for just a few minutes before recording, and it's been fun getting to know you. Um, people might be a little confused when I would tell them that you are in Vietnam and they hear, is that a Scottish accent?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a Scotsman in Vietnam. Via, via the U.S., then Australia, then New Zealand, then Vietnam. So uh, you've been you all know. over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you call home at this point? Then is it Vietnam? For the longest time, it was still New Zealand, but now it is Vietnam. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, Vietnam's home for the moment, but it's never. It's not permanent. Sure. Okay. So
0: all the places you've traveled have you picked up little bits and pieces of accent from every place? Because I hear it really strong Scottish, and I didn't know, like, when you talk to people back in Scotland, are they like, <laughs> what happened to your accent?
1: Yeah, oh, the last time I went home, I saw my my best friend, you know, grew up with him, hadn't seen him in years, and as soon as he walked in, I was like, oh, hey, Gary, how are you doing? Good to see you. And he looked at me and he said, you don't need to talk to me like I don't speak English. <laughs> And because living in Vietnam, I, I am very used to speaking to non-native speakers speak, who do speak English, but it's a second language. So I slow everything down. I, 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 You know, you have to downgrade your language in terms of what you say, like the, the vocabulary you sure. use and the grammar you use, just to make sure that people can understand you. But even, I mean, after living in the States, you guys cannot hear accents. Like when I lived in America... <laughs> I would walk up to people and you know I'd say things like hey how are you doing what's the weather going to be what's the weather going to be like today and they'd be like yeah <laughs> um, that that that's not the answer to that question like it's, it's not a yes or no answer so that that was really common
0: you know I think sometimes we're just caught off guard by the accent and we're like I don't know what he said but that sounded beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Americans dumbfounded. they love <laughs> the
1: accent. Yeah, they love the accent, absolutely love it, but don't mm. understand it at all. And America is such a big country. It, it you don't have a huge amount of accents. You're not because ex- I mean like you know in Europe or in the UK, yeah. you just hear accents left, right, and center. Whereas in America you don't really get exposed to that many accents. Yeah. So when people would hear mine, they would just one, get really excited and two, have no idea what I was saying. So I would have to, you know, <laughs> even in America and, and even now I teach English, I have to put on an American accent when I teach a lot of the times because okay. some of the words, some of the words I say, like last week, see, I just slipped between American and Scottish. <laughs> last week, I said to my students, add up the total, the total. What did I say? I Sometimes I can't even understand what I'm saying. I said, add up the total. And my students looked at me with a blank face, and I was like, the total, add it up. And the student was like, and I was like, oh, total, add up the total. And I put on an American accent, and as soon as I put on an American accent, they're like, oh, the total, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny, Um, we don't, we have more dialects, really, like we have little slight little things the way we say words in you know in Wisconsin is different than it is in I grew up in Cincinnati and the way I say things my wife's like that's totally like in Cincinnati but I'll tell you man when we hear an accent like yours it's either oh he's either from England or Australia like that's all we know man we can talk about accents all day Um, day. probably we shouldn't since we're talking about podcasting (laughs) today tell us you've got a couple podcasts going on right Tell us a little bit about yeah. which one you started with and then kind of how, the, how that developed.
1: Yeah, so what happened was obviously a massive podcast fan. It goes all the way back to, which uh, American listeners probably maybe not too familiar with, but... Like way, way back when it was actually on an iPod before smartphones and everything. I listened mm-hmm. to the Ricky Gervais show, which was was with Stephen Merchant, Carl Pilkington. It was the biggest podcast in the world. Podcasting had kind of like it was just at the birth of modern podcasting anyway.
0: That was kind of the first real big one, wasn't it?
1: That I was the I, first big one, yeah. Yeah, I For think sure. I remember
0: reading that recently.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, went. It was huge. Uh, I remember the time they're like, "This is the biggest podcast in the world." It, it went crazy. I mean, if you've ever now seen Carl Pilkington's become kind of famous in his own right for uh, shows like An Idiot Abroad and things like that. So, mm-hmm. always into podcasting. Would listen when I was commuting. And then I, I did some research on this a while ago, um, and then now recently after what's happened, my research has been confirmed that. It was the, the serial podcast with Adnan Syed about, you know, the kind of true crime podcast. Now he's been released, just recently been released from jail. And I'd read articles that backed up what I had thought was that that really was the watershed moment. And if you even look at Google Trends, podcasting had declined. And then I think it's 2014 when that came out, it shot back up. So that really like reinvigorated podcasting was yeah, the wow. the serial podcast. So I'd always been a big fan of the the medium, listen to podcasts all the time. And then um, my wife and I, our schedules changed. So we used to always have the same days off. And then suddenly she was working and I had a Sunday to myself. Mm. And so I was just really bold and, uh, you know, Here in Saigon, there's not a huge amount to do. There is if you look for it, but one of the most popular pastimes is just drinking beer because it's uh, it's so cheap here to drink beer. (laughs) And uh, I didn't want to do that all day by myself on my day (laughs) off. So I just kind of, yeah, one bold Sunday, I was like, yeah, I should start a podcast. And what it was being a teacher here in Saigon, you meet lots of different English teachers. Uh, and they kind of there's this almost like a phrase like people say oh, I'm just an English teacher. What do you do here? I'm just an English mm. teacher, and I found that really like disparaging because the more I learned about just an English teacher, they all had something else. Like you know they were either like a designer or a singer or an artist or a leather maker. One guy was um, or a comedian, and so I was like I want to get to know these people. I want to share their stories about who they really are more than just an English teacher. Mm. And so that's kind of where it started from. I was like, right, I, I think probably like most podcasters, you're like, yeah, I'll start a podcast. And then you're like, oh, what do I do? Like, what do, <laughs> how do I how do I do that? Right. So, you know, I had to research all the things that you need to start a podcast. And um, so that from there, then that started. It was originally called a Saigon podcast. Uh, well, seven million bikes, a Saigon podcast, which was a really large name. <laughs> and 7 million bikes came because I just read an article saying that this will blow your mind. Saigon has about 10 million people, and there at that time were over 7 million registered motorbikes in the city. So it's got wow. one kind of the highest. Yes. Yeah, okay. Just, if you go out here, there's just motorbikes like everywhere, left, right, and center. That's how so people get around. Yeah, I mean, cars, it's this is a growing economy. So in the six years I've been here, cars are more prevalent and more normal, but still a a heck of a lot of motorbikes. So I seven million bikes just I was like, oh, that's a fun name. So I I came up with that. Um, And then so the, the initial goal was to interview people in Saigon. And then just through natural evolution, I started to interview guests overseas. Um, that were Vietnamese-American or Vietnamese-Swiss, Vietnamese-German. I got introduced to some really cool people. And and then I looked at the listenership, and the listenership was in America and in Hanoi, and it was not just based in Saigon. So after, I think, a year, uh, I changed the name to a Vietnam podcast to be more reflective. And then a little bit later, I dropped the 7 million bikes and that became more of the overall brand. So okay. it was like a Vietnam podcast by 7 million bikes rather okay. than 7 million. Because as well, you know, you're learning all the time. And I think somebody said to me, 7 million bikes doesn't really mean anything. Like it's not obvi- as a podcast, it's not obvious what the show is about. It's sure. Kind of like yeah. a little internal joke for me. You know, <laughs> I like these quirky things. So I dropped that and then, um, and it just kind of like, you know, it didn't it didn't blow up like, you know, top one percent of podcasts in the world. But like and and then again, I'm sure you've maybe talked about this before. You see the most common question podcasters always ask is like, how are my numbers? Like, what should I be aiming for? What's a good show? Right. And I I had the same thing all the time. I was looking at my numbers and I'm like, I don't I, don't, I have no idea what these mean. Are these good? And then eventually I found some stats and I was like, wow, I'm in like the top 20, 10 to 20 percent of podcasts in the world, like, these are great numbers, like, yeah. for, um, which, uh, we're probably, like, I think my biggest episode is over 500 downloads, okay. generally, though it's pretty consistent, which I've always been proud of, like, my, I, I see people post about how they get really inconsistent numbers, my numbers have just always been, like, clockwork, like, sp- between 150, Yeah. normally about 150 to 200, um, in the first seven to 14 days, which is another thing I try and tell people it's the, f- the first seven day downloads is, is really all you need to be looking at. Um, so so, it was so then once I realized that it was doing really well and I was like, wow, and then, you know, the, the, over the last year or so, especially, I meet more and more people that are like, oh, I listened to your podcast, which still blows my mind. I, I have this yeah. really weird thing. I don't know if you have this where we sit and we make this thing and right now it's just me and you talking. Right. There's no one else around us. And then we put it out to the world for people to listen to. Right. And then I then I get surprised when someone listens. I'm like, wait, oh you listen? Oh. <laughs> you too. And it's I'm it's like, not what? mom. <laughs> it's not my mom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, when I, even to this day when I meet someone, they're like, Oh, hey, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, Oh, you listen to me? That's so weird. Yeah, you hear my like you how much you you know so much about me? Like I talk about my wife a little bit, not much, but like she comes into the conversation. I'm like you know a lot about my life, and yeah. it's, I think
0: so. Not to cut you off there, I'd, I want to hear more, but I do think you hit on a really important point that I try and tell people as they're starting podcasts is, uh, you know, as you develop your content, your content's one thing, but your listener gets to know you, like they the content gets them there but it's really you and your personality and your voice that you know you talk about you're real you're authentic you talk about things that are going on in your life and they get to know you and they want to hear the way you think what you think about the next thing or they trust you you know i like the last three guests you brought on i'm gonna like this next one right and so they get to know you because all they do is hear your voice and it's that's why i love this medium too it's you know people feel connected with you as a host simply by your voice no matter what accent mm-hmm. you're speaking in right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and and it, you know like and it's something i struggle with still because so i never started this to to be quote unquote famous I didn't do this to put myself out there I did this to share stories of people mm. And my goal has always been to put the guest front and centre So if you look at a Vietnam podcast You will not find my picture at all Unless I was the guest And there's a couple of episodes where I've switched roles And been the guest But it's always the picture of the guest on the front of the episode um, I've always promoted them If you look at any of the content I put out Like the mini content, things like this It's, it's never me, it's always the guest Mm -hmm. And then over time, I realized exactly what you just said there. I realized that people are tuning in for me because I'm 50 percent of it. I mean, to be honest, if you uh, when I interview someone, I'm I'm probably speaking 10 percent of the time. So that was the other thing. I'm like, I'm not talking all the time. I'm presenting the guest. But like you said, yeah, people are tuning in to hear me and my voice and hear what I have to say. Now, you've done the the Vietnam
0: podcast and that's people you're interviewing people who have been connected to the country um, specifically. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, and that was something that developed over time. Originally, like I mentioned, it was a Saigon podcast, it was just people who lived here. Um, And then as it developed, you know, you're always trying to, and learning as well from people Mm -hmm. like Pat Flynn, and you're like, well, what is the point of this? What is the hook of this podcast? What is it about? You know, yeah. So that kind of eventually became, I realized, okay, so this podcast shares stories of people connected to Vietnam, which then encompasses um, expats like myself, it encompasses. Vietnamese Americans who live all the seas who've never lived in Vietnam but they have a they have a Vietnam story to share. I've interviewed Vietnamese Swiss people, um, so sharing stories of people connected to Vietnam means that I can talk to anyone. But the but the premise is they have to have a connection to Vietnam.
0: You have a second podcast. You said you're a, a comedian as well. That's another side gig or main gig that you do. Uh, and I think yeah. your other podcast. I haven't had a chance to listen to that one very much yet. Um, but it's, I forget the name of it, but it's a, it's a comedy
1: podcast, correct? Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So that one's called, Did That Really Happen? And so not long after I started doing podcasting, then I started doing comedy and then that kind of snowballed as well. So that was part of the kind of 7 Million Bike story. I started doing events and comedy and stuff like that as well. And so I think I think this will be quite interesting to you and your listeners. This was and still is a bit of a side project. And the main goal with this one was, how quickly can I make a podcast?
0: Okay. You were just trying to do because, it fast.
1: Yeah. Because I, a Vietnam podcast, I spend so much time making the editing perfect, the sound, the, the I, I go through so much to try and make it, you know, hit every mark, the intro, the main bit, the outro. Right. Um, I, had, I had the music made by my friend. I did a lot of, pro, I, just, I did and I still do a lot of promotion online on social media. And basically, yeah, it was just like, how quick and easy can I make a podcast? And, then, so the concept is, before I ever started doing comedy, and I'm sure most people are the same, when you hear a comedian tell a joke on stage, whatever the story is or how crazy it is, I would always think, did that really happen? <laughs> and when I would meet comedians after the, the show, sometimes I would often meet them and I would be like, did that really happen? And most of the time the answer was yes. Huh. Uh, You know, and the comedians would just be like, there's no way I could make that up. Like, I'm not that creative. Like, you know, and I realized about my own comedy as well. One of the things I mean, mostly what I do as well, you maybe something just one tiny thing happens. And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna I can make a story from this. And then three things happen. And then you put them all together. And suddenly you have a joke that comes from there. So I just loved the concept, and I wanted to do a comedy podcast. I, well, it was kind of because I was doing comedy shows and podcasts. Again, just thinking all the time, I'm like, right, how can I bring these two things that I love together? And then I was like, oh, a comedy podcast.
0: Let's talk for just a moment about, you mentioned your microphone and trying to figure, that's kind of the first step for a lot of people, right? Is mm-hmm. I want to start a podcast. What do I need to do that? And so when I started, I... I've told the story a number of times on this podcast, so I won't go into it, but we just bought the cheapest microphones we could find, the cheapest mixer we could find, knowing that we probably didn't even need that, um, and we learned how to use it, because I invited a co-host that I thought knew how to do all that stuff, and he didn't, and so he and I were both learning along the way. So what did you start with, and have you Mm. outgrown that stuff, or are you still using the same, same microphone and headset and all
1: that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Man, thank you so much for having me on. I get so excited to talk about this stuff. It's so weird, isn't it? You're like, man, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Um, no. So yeah, almost the exact same. Uh, I'm Scottish. We have a reputation for being cheap. Uh, that is a v- very true reputation. I, I'm very cheap. I try and do things for as cheap as possible. I don't like spending money. I don't like investing money if I don't have to, especially mm-hmm. if you're starting something like a podcast. I'm not you know, I see some people post all their equipment and I'm like, where do you get the money for all of this? Like, (laughs) I don't have like the money lying about to just go and spend $500 on a mic and a mixer and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's always, and even to this day still, it's like, how can I make this? This has always been my mantra. How can I do this as good as I can with the budget that I have, which is generally not very much. Right. Right. Yeah. So I started off with a And also at this point, and I'm going to mention him a few times, I need to give a massive shout out to my friend, Lewis Wright. So he's actually a music producer, audio engineer... Very fortunate to meet him here in Saigon and become friends with him. He has literally held my hand through every step of the way. Even today, like he's helped me out, which we can talk about challenges. He's helped me out with a challenge like today. And this is three <laughs> years after we started. So oh, man. I, I probably wouldn't be anywhere. I wouldn't even be making podcasts without him. So a massive, massive thank you to to Lewis Wright. Um, so I started with a Blue Yeti. Um, Garage band on my on my MacBook. Mm -hmm. He came over. He set up all the dials on it. All the the the, I have no idea what he was doing. He set (laughs) up everything to try and make it sound as good. He taught me the thing that I still learn to this day is cover all the shiny surfaces. uh, Audio bounces off the walls and the windows and the floors, and you know. So you want to try and make it sound again. Just recording in my front room, so it's not a studio. It's just let's try let's try and make it sound as good as we can. Right with. What we have, and the
0: blue yeti picks uh, up a lot, a lot. Which I didn't
1: realize. I didn't know anything about microphones <laughs> I, at the yeah, time. I didn't right? either when I bought mine, and that's why I'm not <laughs> using it right now. <laughs> I'm not using mine because it broke, and I've never been able to get it fixed. But that's another matter. Okay. So, um, yeah. So we recorded, and him and his wife came over, and I was like, "Well, let's do a test episode." So I, re- I interviewed her. She's Vietnamese, but she'd lived in the in the UK for seven years. And that was my first time ever interviewing someone and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think one of my skills as an interviewer is being able to ask kind of difficult questions without like, it's not, I never, it's never like a gotcha moment, right. but I'm prepared to ask like something that's maybe a little bit tricky. So for her, like I remember, for example, it was like, have you, did you ever experience racism in the UK while you were there? You know, mm. what was that? What did that look like? What happened? Um, so we, we did a test in the living room with the Blue Yeti. And then I was like, right now, let's go test it in the bedroom. So me and Lewis moved into the bedroom. We put up uh, like y- you guys call them comforters, right? Like we call uh, them. I call them a duvet. Yep, you guys call yep. it a comforter, right? Yeah. We put up comforters all over the wind, all over the all over the place. We put pillows up um, everywhere. Uh, we just sat across from each other. We put the blue yeti closer, and we just did both of those episodes as a test. And they were so interesting, and I enjoyed them so much. I learned so much about my friends that I didn't know. They actually became episodes, so you can go back to season one. I think those were episodes two two and four, I think, okay. if I remember off the top of my head. So then I went from the Blue Yeti to, again, massive shout-out to Lewis. He then loaned me his Zoom H5 audio recorder. Uh-huh which you can plug XLR mics into, but we I was just using the capsule mic at the top. The right. like it's like the bi-directional mic like that. And so, again, just trying to do good mic technique, set it up between us and trying to make it sound as good as it can. But it, it wasn't great, but it was fine. Um, I went back and listened to some episodes. I was like, oh, geez, that audio sounded <laughs> bad, you know. And I, I mentioned to you before, there was one episode where I'm pretty sure the microphone wasn't connected so this would be my big tip to anyone, like do a <laughs> test because this episode was so interesting. And then when I went to listen to it, the audio was garbage. And I was like, I mm. think that's picked up on the laptop mic. And this was three years ago on a 10-year-old MacBook. So it's not like today, the mics probably would be not too bad on your laptop. Right. But my, my, my mic was like garbage. So the whole episode was just oh no, awful, awful, awful audio. But then, so yeah, I moved to the Zoom and then... um. Over the lockdown period that we had during the pandemic, I just moved moved to a headset because I was doing all my interviews on Zoom and and we can talk a little bit about Descript and DAWs and I started yeah. using Descript and I found this headphone was just like this, he- not this headset, but the headset I had at the time was just lying about in the house. So I just started using that. It was comfortable on my ears. It was so cheap. I could tell it was cheap. But the mic was fine because it was close to my mouth. Mm -hmm. And then when I would edit it, the sound was good. So I thought I'll just use this. I later Googled the brand. It was like a five-dollar headset. Oh my word. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, and it was the audio was fine, you know. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Um, and then it was once we came out of lockdown, that's when I really started to, and again, not even invest, um, borrow mostly. And again, shout out to Lewis. Like this, this is his microphone I'm using right now. Okay. Um, he would just because he's an he's an audio engineer by trade mm-hmm. and musician a music producer he has all this equipment that he doesn't use it's good so to have friends also, like that yeah so <laughs> it's also like you know i'm not there's not a not a real need for me to go out and buy all this equipment mm-hmm. when he's got it lying there not being used and and he's happy for me to use it like if i wasn't using this right now it would just be sitting in a box in, yeah. in his room so he's been just, honestly, I can't, honestly, I need to tell him to listen to this. Too. I cannot thank him enough for everything he does, everything he helps me with. He's shown me how to use all the equipment. Uh, and even now, I still don't really know that much. I have to message you, him all the time. Like,
0: Did you have any, not to cut you off, did you have any experience with it beforehand, before you started podcasting? No experience with audio editing?
1: Zero. Okay zero absolutely me nothing and, yeah <laughs> and look and at so, us now so that's, I know <laughs> and in the last couple of days I've had that kind of imposter syndrome with a, I've, I've finished this course and I'm like what have I done why have I made this course I spent nine months making it what who am I like even meeting people like yourself and I, I read a bit about your your website and your bio and I'm like man this guy knows way more than me like I should not have a course <laughs> like what am I doing but I do remember the reason, the motivation to start it was like we talked about someone who like me three years ago who knew apps, Who there are people who know zero and my motivation was, okay, I don't know everything. I, I'm not, the, I'm not, I don't know everything about everything, but right. I know a lot and I've learned a lot and I know enough to share. And so that was the motivation is, okay, I'm gonna put down what I know into a course and then share that with people. So so now, um, just to go back to what I said, you know, just do it for as cheap as you can, um, the best you can. One thing I say in my course as well, it is a journey, you'll get better over time, maybe your budget will increase, you can buy a new microphone. Right. The biggest thing is to just do it. Don't wait until you have everything. Don't wait until you have the perfect studio and all the perfect equipment. Yep. Get started. There, there's a little bit of me, uh, I'm you know, an environmentalist at heart, that why would I buy something new if... If it already exists and I can borrow it like right. let's not let's not consume and create more products when we don't have to, you yep. know? So there's a there's a little part it's of It's almost me like if, you don't it, live
0: in the United States, Neil. That, <laughs> I feel like it's a different attitude here. <laughs> yeah, maybe I yeah, think so, maybe yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some of the challenges you face. And I know we're kinda of running out of time here, so we don't have a ton of time, but we you know As a podcaster, there's always challenges. What are some of the challenges that you've faced uh, that you've learned the most from in this journey of, what'd you say, the last three years or so?
1: Mm, Three years, yeah. I mean, yeah, equipment is one. Just last weekend, I went to set up the microphones before I recorded my client, and one of them wasn't working, and I had to, you know, troubleshoot it. Message lewis i was Messy lewis i was like what what's happening here like i sent him a video i was like why is this not working eventually figured out the cable wasn't working which was the last thing i expected that the cable wouldn't work but that was it and it made me realize you know i think in any industry um you, you often is you're paying for experience so if someone hires you or hires me it's a shortcut right because you can't you only figure these things out with experience because you've made the mistakes right. and then you're like oh that's what happened last time so this is probably what it is this time so equipment has been uh, is always a challenge even man even just a few episodes ago for a vietnam podcast i didn't press record on the audio recorder (laughs) which is my worst nightmare like every podcaster's worst nightmare thankfully I had recorded it on my camera. I'd set up a tripod with my camera. Okay. So I don't really post on YouTube, but I, again, for the micro content, I just take these little clips and post them. But the sound quality, obviously, on your phone, which is about three feet away from you, isn't as good. So that was a massive challenge, was then trying to make that audio listenable. And that mm-hmm. was a that was just a nightmare. Like, it was just such a nightmare. I thought I'd solved it. I thought the audio was good. Then I, then I shared it. I shared the teaser, and my wife is always... She's my one of my super fans. She listens to every episode. She messaged me. She's like, I couldn't listen to that. It was so bad. I was oh like, man. oh, so Had to unpublish it, go and fix it again. So as soon as we come off this call, I literally had this... It's what I need to try and fix this. pro. I still... I c- couldn't... Like, in my sleep last night, I'm like, how do I fix this? So... <laughs> These are the kind of challenges and the problems that you have on an ongoing basis. I think, but but it's fun as well. At the yeah, same time. I've also yeah.
0: recently not recorded an episode, so I feel your pain there. I was teaching just real quick story. I was teaching a podcasting course, like a, a two week unit, at a local high school here in our area. And to to end the course, every student was like writing about one of their most memorable life changing moments in their past, and I got to interview them. Right. Well, we were editing, recording into GarageBand on an iPad because that was the the devices they have in the school. And I've never really edited or used an iPad, GarageBand on on an iPad. So I was teaching myself at the time. So this kid tells this gut-wrenching story of when his dad left, when he was just a a little kid and tried to come back into his life when he was a teenager and just all these painful memories. And I looked at the, the iPad and I went, I, you know what? I am so sorry. I, we hit record, but at one of the settings, it only recorded like the first 15 seconds of his whole story. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, man, I hate yeah. to do this to you. Are you willing to tell your story again? And it was only five <laughs> minutes. Didn't? I did. It was only five minutes. These were really <laughs> short episodes. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, as a side note to that, he told me like, you know, I think podcasters have to be good storytellers. I think it's very similar. I was picking this up as you were talking about your comedy too. I think comedians and podcasters have to be great storytellers. And uh, so that was one of the things that I picked up from him too, is he told me the facts the first time. And the second time he went into great detail about what he remembers about what his dad was wearing when he walked away that first. And I was like, oh, this is so great like i 'm sorry you had to tell this, but the story just got really, really real in that moment, so anyway, all that to say, that was my most recent uh failure, uh, and I yeah. feel your pain about not recording and you know the audio stuff. What are some of your next steps? I know you 've talked about this course a couple times um, mm-hmm. are you your You've got a business where you're helping other people start podcasts. You've got a a course that you've you've launched here recently, right? Mm. What are what's that about and what are some of your next steps?
1: Yeah, so seven million bikes, like I said, kind of evolved to be comedy shows and podcasts. And that was always something I was trying to like bring together. Like what is this? And at one point it was like, Okay, I'm an entertainment company and but like, uh, I, can, I guess you learn and you get advice. So like, I need to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that was podcast. So now um, I'm scaling back on the comedy events that I host. Okay, um, I've got a couple of events that I do on a regular basis, but uh, though I'm not looking to do any more. So long story short, 7 Million Bikes is now pretty much officially 7 Million Bikes Podcasts and that's the company. Okay. And so uh, I I have some clients around the world. I I work with a guy in the UK, I help edit his podcast for him. I've been doing that for a while. Um I've a few clients that actually have sought me out here in Vietnam, which is exciting. Yeah. So right now um, I'm making a podcast for one of the big craft beer companies here that um, I'm excited about that. That's the one I'm recording. That's not been launched yet. So I do can do everything from the start, similar to you, from the start to the bit, start to the end. We can help you set up the podcast, the name, the niche, the format. Mm-hmm. Help you with the technical side, the editing. As I mentioned, I'm, I'm hiring people here in Vietnam, training up people to to be able to edit podcasts because it's. I think it's something that's not hugely difficult to do but it is a skill you know it's just like anything like I, I don't think anyone can learn to do it but I think if you're interested in that it, it can be right. easily learned so so the goal is to to build a team here in Vietnam who can edit podcasts get more clients build that up but again it was kind of pandemic related was uh learning about what what you can do you know online and things like this and and courses kept coming up and it was that, like I said earlier, having a bit of an imposter syndrome. But it was like, if you have a skill, you can teach it to someone else. Right. And on. so the first iteration of the course was just basically like a lot of text that I'd taken it from some of the blog posts that I'd written. Um, and then one of my a, a girl who was working with me at the time, a freelancer, uh, she was like, "This is rubbish." Basically, she's <laughs> like, "This is garbage." <laughs> she's like, "Nobody wants to pay just to read words on a screen." She's like, "This is worth like a dollar." And so she's like, you need to make slides and videos. So I went ahead again with Descript. Canva is another product that I love as well. Um, I, I made slides. And then with Canva, I could record myself. So I recorded myself talking over the slides. Then I could put them into Descript, edit it on Descript. But I, something I thought was going to be like a two or three week project, I started it on January 26th. And I, I think I just finished it like last week. Oh, wow. So it took, it took about nine months. Yeah. And how long is this course? So it's 23 tutorials over three hours of video content. I've actually got some more video content to add. So I I may actually stretch out to four hours. At this point, I'm just... um testing it so if any of your listeners actually want to start a podcast I'm giving it away for free right now so I'll give it away for free to one listener I think it's I'm not settled on the value but I think it's going to be valued at about $97 okay and right now yeah I'm just looking to get feedback and find out like you know what do people think of it there's a few typos in there sure. I, I can't fix them unfortunately like they're, they're already if I one of my friends was like oh can you not just redo it? and I'm like if I fix that typo I have to redo the whole video then I have to re-edit it just to fix one typo. So it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with a couple of, ty- a couple of typos on this slide. Right. But yeah.
0: That's why it's $97 and not 98. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. you
1: got to pay that extra dollar for no typos.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Neil, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Um, I love what you're doing. I love your humor. I love the, you know, the fact that you have, are helping others do what you love to do. And I think that's a passion we share uh, just being passionate about something and wanting to teach others how to do it. So thanks again for being on here. Where can people find you? You mentioned your email address, neil at 7millionbikes.com. Where else can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah, uh, well, you go 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. There is also 7 Million Bikes Comedy and Events, which is my comedy show. So that's kind of separate. But for the podcasts, 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. And then also just go to the website. I'm really proud of that. That was a, a lockdown project for me, my friend, he's like, I'll help you. I'll build a website for you. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he basically just made the empty shell. It's like someone giving you an empty house and then like a brick house with no paint, no nothing and be like, hey, I made a house for you. And you're like, okay, but now I have to do everything to make <laughs> it right. a house. So I had to learn how to build a website basically. Um, but that, that's, that's evolved as well, but I'm really proud of that. So go to 7millionbikes.com. It's now all podcast focused you'll find the blog on there um, links to the shows links to the course things like that so that's the easiest way to get in touch
0: fantastic neil thanks again this has been a pleasure neil Mackay, the podcast guy thanks for being here
1: thank you so much it's been amazing i really appreciate it Uh, thank you so much
0: I'm glad you stuck around all the way to the end of this episode, and if you did, it's likely because you're interested in winning the free course that Neil is giving away from 7 Million Bikes and his podcast production company. So here's what you need to do to win that free course from 7 Million Bikes. First of all, you need to be following Summit City Studios on Instagram. That's my podcast production company, and I would love to be able to help you out and have you join the community to learn more about podcasting on your journey. So follow Summit City Studios on Instagram and then send me a message. Let me know why you want this course. I'll take registrations for the next seven days and we'll announce a winner next week on October 25th. On that episode, I'll announce the winner and we'll make sure to get you connected with Neil to get your free course. So follow Summit City Studios on Instagram and send me a message why you want this course and we'll get you registered. Now be sure to subscribe to Good Podcasting wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss next week's episode when we announce the winner. And that's it for now. Stay tuned for another episode of Good Podcasting.